this big notebook. I was carrying it yes. with me everywhere. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> even, wow. even sometimes I took it with me to uh, morning walks. So every single picture is in there? Yeah, six of them, <laughs> not just one book, of course. I was going to say, because I'd have to have at least, well, yeah, at least yeah. 365 pages. Yeah. yeah. Welcome, I'm Stephen Marriott, traveller and author of Marriott Side Trips is the travel podcast sharing the real life stories of the people I meet along the way. But with travel being a bit tricky of late, I've been forced to get to know my backyard, London, a little bit better. Which of course is an excellent thing, especially with being away a lot in the past. So for my lockdown podcast, I've been meeting those local London traders and artists who've been keeping the city ticking over during these strange times. Today I'm chatting to Ezra Kazir Gopchan, a London-based artist. The lockdown has affected creatives in different ways. Some have thrived, whilst others have found their inspiration curtailed. As an author, I know I've struggled to write. For Ezra, she feels she has no choice but to produce art. It's in her soul. Nonetheless, she had to find a way to adapt to creating art at home and the anxieties brought on by the virus. Her answer was to produce a drawing for 365 days consecutively. And we talked about how that process evolved over the course of a year. Of course, though, we chatted about other things too, including the challenges of relocating to London from Turkey with two kids, respecting your purpose, to having the confidence to express your feelings in your art. We met at Ezra Studios in Waterloo and we had a blast. Hello, Ezra. Hi, Steve, how are you? I'm very well, thanks, and I'm very excited to be in your studio here in Waterloo, South East London. Your artist studio surrounded by your art. We're in Waterloo, so we're close to the train station. Of actual fact, it's Make Space Studios is the name of, of, of the studios, I believe. Yes, yes. And so, um, but they're old porter cabins, and I think they must have been, correct me if I'm wrong, old porter cabins from the train station that at some point um, the railway workers must have used but they never went they just they're obviously temporary but stayed here and now obviously occupied by make space and artists like yourself so we might hear the odd train in the background occasionally I guess yeah yeah exactly as you said Uh, old railway uh, station workers cabinets and we are using it now and I when I first came to London, mm-hmm. I used to see these crazy boxes uh, when I, when, while I was coming to Waterloo okay. from the train. Okay, I the train into the, as it came into the station. Yeah, and I was uh, quite curious about it, mm-hmm. and by chance, I'm here. <laughs> there we go, hey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you were looking through the train window at, at the studios, and maybe they were looking, the, the, the artists, some of the artists were looking out of the window yeah. at you and beckoning you in, beckoning you in to join their, their artist group. In, the, in fact, in the beginning, it was a bit scary with all the graffitis and everything. I was like, hmm, this is kind <laughs> of interesting. <laughs> here you go. Yeah. Well, I like it. It's, it's very comfortable and... It's warm, actually. It is. Even though it's a, it's meant to be spring outside. It's a blustery, win- wintry feeling day, but it's cosy and warm, and you you've got a sink to make coffees and teas, and you've got shelving, and obviously art all over the place, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Including the walls. <laughs> Indeed, I am one of the lucky uh, tenants here uh, to have a sink. Okay. Uh, generally, we use uh, kitchen common common areas yes. for that, but yeah. Oh, well, I'm benefiting because like, you've made me a nice coffee, so thank you. <laughs> I'm glad okay. you enjoy. Let me just, okay, I wanted to just quickly just say a bit more about you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been having problems pronouncing your surname, so apologies in advance if I get no it wrong problem. again. So you're Ezra Kazir Gukchan. Gukchan. Gukchan, yes. okay. 
you're an artist, obviously, uh-huh. um, a mother, and um, I'm doing a little bit of background research on you. And I guess it's pro- I think it's fair to say you're so much more as well. But we'll maybe learn a bit more about that as as, as we talk. You're originally from Istanbul yes. in Turkey. Is that yes. a kind of fair summary of who you are? Well, yeah, very brief. <laughs> brief, yes. <laughs> yeah, I I'm from Istanbul, and I became a Londoner like five years ago. Okay. Uh, I guess it's still a working progress. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I don't know when you you technically become a Londoner. I've been here, gosh, since um, end of nineteen ninety nine. So. Wow. Um, 20, more than 20 years, mm-hmm. but does that qualify me as an undoner? I don't, I don't know. Well, <laughs> Who knows? My, my uh, luck and like misfortune as well uh, is the lockdown. It, okay. It just didn't let us go out and mm. uh, just uh, see more places, yes. get involved with more people. Yes. Uh, but we yeah. did whatever we can. So yeah, thanks to of, social media. <laughs> so yeah, so a fifth of your time, you've been an, an isolated Londoner. But yeah. but we've all been isolated Londoners, yes. and as you say, we're finding other ways yes. as humans to communicate through social media. And actual fact, that's quite a nice link um, mentioning social media and Instagram because I I wanted to talk briefly about initially about your three hundred and sixty-five day challenge of uh-huh. of, um, of of producing pieces of drawing obviously every day for 365 yes. days which I know you completed I think just over a week or so ago so yes. how are you feeling you must be feeling exhausted after after producing a piece of art consecutively <laughs> for 365 days and then I know which well you say it's not a secret and our mutual friend Rene mentioned to me that you turned 50 on the final day yes that wow. was the intention okay I realized I should do something to celebrate my 50th birthday yes remarkable <laughs> which will just yes. yeah which will uh, be remembered more than I'm getting old <laughs> so, <laughs> okay so I uh, found out that I can uh, draw daily which I was doing but okay. not like strictly regularly and a completed uh, piece every day yeah sometimes I used to take notes visually okay uh, and leave it like that but not finish mm-hmm. but this challenge taught me to uh, start and finish a drawing without any plan every day interesting the inspiration was another artist who I listened to uh, from a, from a webinar series. Okay. Sorry, I that's okay. couldn't well, remember well, that's the right. word. Well, I'm, I'm gonna, I only wanted to briefly touch on, on this because just to sort of mention what you've been doing most recently, but mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of interesting things to delve into there. So I'm gonna, I wanna come back to that. I guess, I guess in a snapshot, you were inspired, you just inspired for, because of your birthday and of kind of a milestone and, and by another artist, yeah. a webinar, mm-hmm. and lockdown experience perhaps then as well. Indeed, indeed. Yeah. All the uh, exhibitions have has been cancelled and uh, all museums, galleries, I wasn't able to come to my studio. No. So I had to find a way to fulfill my creative intuitions. Otherwise, okay. I, I would fall uh, sick. 
probably. Interesting. So that that was the that was the inspiration. That was the inspiration behind that. Okay. In the, in the beginning of, of lockdown, I started uh, drawing, painting at home, but home is already a small place yes. uh, living with uh, two two children okay. and our cat <laughs> of course it, the space became smaller and smaller well, while yes. i tried to paint in the house and your art pieces just looking around here of the ones on canvas obviously are, yeah. are big yeah not too big but yeah, yeah. Big, big enough, enough. big yes. enough big enough to make the space feel yes. <laughs> claustrophobic <laughs> yeah <laughs> So uh, I I tried to find a way to be more sustainable about my practice, and I was at, in the meantime I was uh, studying on Julia Cameron's book The Artist's Way. Okay, right, yes. Uh, it's it's a book. It's a study book. It it leads you to discover yourself and learn about your. Uh, blocks which keeps you which keeps you away from achieving your best okay, okay. you don't have to be an artist the book is okay. the artist's I, I way i have heard of it but I've, yeah. I've been meaning to give it a go at some yeah point. yeah it is for everyone because mm. it is a kind of um full of tools uh, to get to know yourself and somehow do a kind of practice a self-therapy for yourself okay if you can achieve those things mm -hmm. if you can uh, uh, fulfill the tasks then you feel uh, much freer when you're creating something interesting so you touched on obviously the, the fact that during sort of the lockdown periods mm -hmm. everything's closed including yeah, galleries yeah. however we did manage or the, well we first met at, at your exhibition yes. that, that Rene um, hosted, the Artist Pool organisation. Mm -hmm. I remember two things about that particular exhibition. One was the fact that when in the summer things relaxed again and mm -hmm. you know, the phase which we're going into now, which hopefully this will actually last. Hopefully. Um, yeah, hopefully, fingers crossed. But there was still a lot of uncertainty there, but you were allowed to open again and exhibitions could happen. Mm -hmm. And Rennie being Rennie was determined to sort of weave her way around the restrictions and, and, and make it safe and, yeah. and, and have, have that exhibition Shepherd's Market. And so that's my first memory, Rene making that exhibition happen against all the challenges. Yeah. And so um, <laughs> I went there with my partner, Emma. And the second thing I remember is you. Obviously, it was massively busy with people because... Um, obvious reasons and the fact that in in uh, that part of London Mayfair there are no tourists or pe yeah. business people but it was it was ticking over but it meant that I think maybe it gave you a bit of ex extra time to walk me through what you had your art and yes. explain it to me yes. so that's the second thing I, I, I particularly remember but when we met and I think I was particularly drawn to your art because because I like travel and movement and your it somehow resonated with me and I didn't quite know why to begin with it was only when you started to talk through it with me and the kind of like I guess people like ants moving and it reminded me of London I guess my question is is that is that piece of art and maybe elaborate on it because I haven't done a great job of explaining it is that how you felt about London and migration or, or London in general maybe just tell me a bit yeah, more. yeah exactly um, after relocating, of course, everything changed. My life changed, so my art changed. I started getting inspiration from the challenge I took, like 
moving, yes. changing yes. your life, yes. and uh, adapting to a new life was a big inspiration mm -hmm. as well. And of course, London is a kind of a mixture of the whole world. We live together in in one city, like. Of people all around from all around the world absolutely yes, and it is yes. so uh, mind-opening so inspiring it was it was a big thing for me and I guess as, as I say being here myself for, for 20 odd years now probably forget and take it for granted sometimes but yeah. that's the great thing about doing the podcast and interviewing people like yourself Londoners for this you know for these um, first um, episodes it reminds me that, of course, there's people originally from London. I interviewed a taxi driver who is uh -huh. from southeast London, but majority of people have been have been coming across my limited path in, during this lockdown are not originally from London. Yeah, but yeah. I kind of you kind of forget sometimes. Yeah, this is a kind of hub. It is a hub which uh, calls various people to come together and find a way to live together this is the most inspiring most important thing for me okay everybody from very different backgrounds mm -hmm. uh, living together and we have somehow a sort of harmony living together we live peacefully yes it is a big megapole it's a very harsh city to live mm -hmm. it's very competitive yes we yes. all know these parts, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. of course, but somehow we have a harmonious way to living together. Mm -hmm. Don't you think so? We manage, don't we? We manage. Yeah. And I think that yeah, we're tolerant. We're very tolerant. We of, are tolerant, of, of, tolerant because whenever we feel agitated about mm -hmm. something, we just come to realize, okay, just step back because maybe uh, my attitude is agitating somebody else as well. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a nice way to, to look at it, I think. Um, yeah. Absolutely. But also that, so that, that there was the sort of the movement of people of sort of representative or the sort of ant-like nature. It seemed, it might look confusing to look at, but there's structure and purpose, yeah. purposeful movement maybe. Yeah. But also was that, of migration thing in a sense that you were thinking of because obviously a lot of Londoners have migrated here and I wondered if there was a connection back to Turkey somehow in the art or was it just pure London? It is related with migration as well but the artwork we're talking about I wasn't aware of that at that time. Oh you mean you, 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 it just it just came out? Yeah you? it yes. just came out like that. Mm -hmm. I started drawing that tiny people uh, on my paintings uh, with the inspiration of London with the fast uh, pace of uh, living here, you when you look around on the, the streets, mm -hmm. the uh, stations and everywhere, you cannot see people just walking without a purpose slowly. Everybody's rushing somewhere. Yes. That painting was particularly about that, uh, the, the rush, and its its name is Against Time. Against Time, oh, I like Against that. Time, and it's it's been sold after that exhibition. Okay, wow, yeah. yes, well it was it a was striking piece. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> thank you. And yeah, after inspirations from London, I settled on a series called Sail to Hope. It was oh, yes, I total, saw on your website. Yeah. yeah, totally about migration. Mm -hmm. I just uh, met a couple of people um, who were real 
refugees. Okay. Uh, not like people who just decided to re Had relocate. A Had a choice. Yeah, yeah. My, like myself. Experiencing the relocations challenge myself, I I felt so deeply, um, how can I say, empathy towards refugees. Mm -hmm. And then I started researching about the refugee crisis, mm -hmm. and I figured out it is the biggest uh, biggest refugee crisis in the world of world history after. Uh, World War Two. Mm -hmm. Now, people are relocating, and it's going on, and this movement is going on, and this uh, cultural exchange is going on, and we are becoming a huge village globally. It's kind of interesting, also, that you're saying that the earlier pieces and the one I was referring to at that exhibition in Shepherd's Market. You did it was only subsequently that you realized that there was a sort of or you became more interested in the sort of migrationary aspects yeah, it, of it, it uh, came gradually yeah, yeah. interesting and uh, afterwards I uh, after the lockdown I found my way on uh, drawing instead of painting okay. because I was at home right mainly. yes you didn't have the space and, yeah. and things with the idea of age 50 should mean something not just for me for as many people as i can uh, reach out i thought about creating a project and uh, i drew daily and wrote about my inspirations or what i thought what i felt or what technique i used mm -hmm. uh, and used some hashtags to reach out to more people <laughs> and invited everyone to join me uh, to draw. Okay. Uh, I created some online um, art tutorials, drawing tutorials. Oh, did you? I had some members. I, w I used to send the videos to them. Okay. Uh, it didn't go as productive as I expected. My members were not enough to right. uh, keep on going. Yes. So I did it just 15 weeks. Mm -hmm. But I finished, is it 52 or 54 weeks a year? 52. Yeah, <laughs> 52 is it, It's different in Turkey, is it? No, no. no. I, that's you my... Numbers aren't your thing. <laughs> even though you've just done 365 yeah. days. Yes. Yeah. You're an artist after I, all. I, I just finished it. And yeah, now I try to get uh, ready for the exhibition of it. Mm -hmm. It will be exhibited in uh, the Shepherd's Market at the same uh, okay. gallery What is that called? 54 Shepherd's Market? No, 54 the gallery. The gallery in Shepherd's Market. In Shepherd's Market, in Mayfair, yeah, yeah, Mayfair. Mm -hmm. And oh, wow. it will be in uh, July. So if I go then we would have come, I would have come full circle in terms <laughs> of meeting you a year later, yeah, around yeah. a year later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I look it to it will be from going. 20th to 25th uh, July okay. this summer. And I'm trying to prepare a book with the drawings okay. and the uh, meanings. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to get uh, the video of all the journey and uh, with the works of the people who joined me oh, using brilliant. my hashtags. Yes. And I'm trying to choose 
some of them to make mm -hmm. uh, fine art prints. Uh, it will be limited edition fine art prints okay. on the walls mm -hmm. and on sale as well. So you, you've been pretty busy during these various um, lockdown yeah. <laughs> periods. Uh, and one of the questions, I mean, I've had a look through not all of them, but several of them, because there's 365 of them on, on Instagram <laughs> this morning, actually. And what struck me was clearly your, the, your style changed, I think, a bit from the beginning. Mm -hmm. and it evolved. And then you started to, it seems like you started to sort of share what you were thinking or what you, maybe what you were yeah, listening to yeah, at the time yeah. or how you felt. For, for a year, given we uh, we were restricted and moving around, how did you get other inspiration? Was it just from walking the park or here in Waterloo? I mean, I know you said you haven't been able to come to Waterloo very much, but uh -huh. you know, the immediate surroundings, what, what gave you ideas? Well, in the beginning, I uh, tried to encourage people for drawing. That's why it was more like drawing lessons, uh, okay. drawings. Yes. You know, it was kind of like, like obser life, sort of very observational, little, sort of observational yeah. life I noticed. And then, of course, that's not my style. No, no. <laughs> that's why I was uh, a little bit bored of that. Yeah. And I started uh, just digging into my library uh, using some of my books, uh, engraving books, okay. antique engravings, uh, some uh, books related with uh, mythology and uh, ancient uh, knowledge okay and then I used some artist books uh, Gustav Klimt uh, Mark Chagall I just did some drawings mm -hmm. just recalling them as well and then that finished as well uh, walks uh, trees uh, around of trees course. come through us yeah yeah, tree, yeah. Tree Be because words. it is a, it is a very um, meditative thing for me. I mm -hmm. just go out uh, to nature in the parks and walk and just lose myself there with that feeling uh, when I drew, mm -hmm. of course, it was mostly about the trees. And what uh, part of London do you live? I, I live in Isleworth. So have you got some, I don't know that far, are there some nice parks down that, that yeah, way? Yeah, I'm very close to Osterley Park. Okay, yeah, that's and a big park, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's a big park mm. full of uh, very old trees mm -hmm. and uh, there is Osterley House it's a National Trust property and yeah too bad a lockdown then <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah not too bad <laughs> but of course it, it took it took a while to find out my way out of it yeah uh, yeah well so, that's interesting because yeah. I could see the things you know which we will uh, we've been co commonality of things in many ways but also how you react to it because yeah one of the ones I just when I was flicking through them I was seemed to be drawn to one which was like a tornado and, and sort of you were feeling low or down and then I read further down uh -huh, uh, and it uh -huh. was the I think the day or the day after you had your vaccination so that was sort of your reaction oh yeah to being vaccinated yeah which is kind of interesting so your everything was finding its way every day yeah, somehow yeah, into your indeed. It in, is, into that project. It is project. a kind of visual diary, actually. Okay. The, what happened, I became more confident to share my visual diary with people instead of yeah. hiding behind some uh, artificial uh, in, inspirations. Yeah. So what was inside was coming out Yeah, uh, because I was, uh, of course, like many uh, of us, I was suffering with anxiety. 
that's why I tried to meditate and mm -hmm. tried to learn about mindfulness. Yeah. And okay. I, I started uh, listening to uh, mindfulness podcasts and retreats and that, that kind of teachings. Mm -hmm. Did you have a favorite uh, mindfulness teacher or yo uh, yoga or medi meditation person? Because, uh, you know, I, I've, I've been sort of delving into that as well a bit. Yeah, uh, I'm a big fan of Eckhart Tolle. Okay, yes. Yeah. And Jack Cornfield. Yeah, I didn't know about Jack Cornfield, but I came across him on, on, a, yeah. mind, on a mind on a app. And mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, he's got, he seems quite reassuring, I find him. Yeah. yeah. Jack Cornfield is, how can I say? Eckhart Tolle is the professor of this thing. Yes. Uh, but Jack Cornfield is a person who can speak about this to anyone. Okay, on an everyman basis. Yes. Okay, every person basis. Yeah. Okay. I, I, understanding and being able to relate to what he says is to, much to, easier. To tr okay, to translate mm -hmm, sort mm -hmm. of mindfulness practice yeah, yeah, um, yeah. and meditation. I but guess. the okay, theory of mindfulness, mm -hmm. I I un, uh, learned from Eckhart Tolle, and yeah, he's a master well, of it. Well, he's kind of in terms of modern life, I guess, the granddaddy yeah. of yeah. that. And um, um, indeed, yeah, yeah. I've, I've yeah, read one of his books, and, yeah. and I think we read it because it, do, it takes a bit of time to absorb it. It so does. I, think I, I did it end up rereading that. But, I listened yeah. to uh, Ram Das. Okay. Amazing. Mm. And uh, the books uh, were just gathered together from his uh, teachings, mm -hmm. his own voice. Okay. I listen to audiobooks rather than audio reading. Uh -huh. So when you're listening to the audiobooks, would you be sketching and illustrating yes. at the same time? Yes, then? yes. Interesting. That's why everything became more and more spiritual gradually. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, these people taught me a lot. I'm so thankful to them. Now, of course, uh, problems are there. Uh, the pandemic is still there. Yes, we had the vaccination, thankfully. We uh, overcame many, many difficulties, but the... Uh, I think mental challenge is the biggest challenge. Yes, I mean, mental challenge is still there. Yeah, I think, and that will take a long time to go. And I mean, everybody's been affected in different ways. Yes. And for me personally, I was never actually frightened of the virus and on my health per se. Uh -huh. And I think maybe that's because we think we, Emma and myself got it very early. Emma had it much worse than me, but uh -huh. she recovered. And that was a year, you know, over, over a year ago in March, and I lost my sense of taste and smell. So I think personally, we kind of thought, okay, what well, our immune systems yeah, are good. Okay. And if you're young and fit, I think we never worried about it. But at the, t at the same time, I, I'm like, I'm, I knew straight away I'd be worried about my mental health. Mm -hmm. And because what it meant, the change, the change mm -hmm. for us all and not being able to see people in the same way. Yeah. And that for me was always been something. And I think it's still there to an extent. It is still there. That, uh, you know, I think a lot of people now because of vaccines getting used to it. Yeah. Are less frightened of the health, the direct health dangers, but the other longer term yeah, yeah, yeah. things, which, you know, which aren't so straightforward. Indeed. Well, many things happened. Uh, for example, I couldn't go and see my family for a long time. In Turkey, of course. In yeah. Turkey. In the meantime, I lost my brother and couldn't oh. even attend the funeral. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, oh, thank gosh. you. And yeah, th of course, yeah. all these things leave a mark on you. Yes. Yeah. So now, of course, they, that's going on. Mm -hmm. But I have some tools to deal with it. Interesting. Okay. So I want to 
take a quick step back because we can't talk to you about about your background a bit and Turkey and as you know I love travel and mm -hmm. um, I have only ever scratched the surface with Turkey I've never been to Istanbul I've never you know, been to the bazaars and I, I want to go but I guess something I'm learning just talking to you now mm -hmm. is that your journey clearly influences your art I think of I think course. I'm right of saying of yeah and I think you know most artists whether you're a writer sculptor painter whatever artist there's always something of you in in your art but how is your art in Turkey? How is it different in Turkey to now? And I know you're, you were a graphic designer, weren't you, as well? Yeah. So that's I, a different form again. Yeah, uh, I studied graphic design and practiced for a couple of years. Then I, uh, everything changed very quickly. Everything became very digitalized. When course, I graduated, yes, yes. we were doing everything by hand. It was more satisfying. Yes. yes. <laughs> So um, I wasn't and very happy. And then Apple happy. came along. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Apple came along and everything changed. Yes. So I wasn't very happy. Then I Interesting, uh, yeah. quit my job. Okay. Uh, studied one year more to, to teach art. Mm -hmm. I was uh, certified to be an art teacher. Mm -hmm. Then I okay. realized... I'm expecting a baby. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, okay. The more change. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, then I didn't work in a school environment. But after uh, having two children and settling my family life yes. a bit, yeah. I opened my studio and started uh, tutoring, oh, doing nice. workshops. Okay. And I used to uh, work with an event uh, agency organizing uh, art events for corporates in Istanbul in Istanbul okay. and I used to uh, work with children adults mm -hmm. uh, young people who were try uh, training to get into arts uh, education in higher education okay. uh, yeah it took me like 12 years like that and then uh, Many things changed in my life, mm -hmm. and I had to start over again. And I decided to move to UK, and I tried to uh, build up the similar environment for myself, mm -hmm. with more possibilities, uh, more competition. But it, it gave me a bigger, uh, wider perspective, and more opportunities. Okay. Uh, as well as more opportunities to my children to achieve their right. own yes. creative yes. callings. Yeah. My son is studying music. Okay, wow. Uh, he's a guitarist. He has a band. They are releasing songs on Spotify. On YouTube and Spotify and everywhere, yes. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and my daughter is finishing A-levels this year and she uh, wants to study film. Mm -hmm. She thinks uh, of becoming a, a production designer. Oh, really? Wow. So if we were not here, these things wouldn't be able yeah. to happen. I mean, art obviously runs in the blood of, 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 <laughs> of your family. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's interesting, I guess. You know, relocating is difficult enough within your own country. Relocating to a different country of a different culture it's pretty difficult. It is. Relocating with what would have been their 
um, I guess, you know, when t- what are we talking, 13, 14 years old for your kids then, if you've yeah, been here yeah, five, year, yeah. five years. Relocating as a mum with two kids in London. <laughs> yeah, it was. You're pretty crazy, aren't you, really? I am, I am. <laughs> was it a culture shock? Was it a culture shock it, coming it, here? It was a culture shock, yeah. Right. It was a culture shock. But uh, looking back, I, I don't feel any regret. If it was today, with this much of awareness, what will happen? I would do the same thing with more it. precaution. Okay, okay. I would do some something slightly different, but I would take the same steps. Interesting. What motivates you then? Because, I mean, you obviously were determined to, c- to continue being an artist when you came here. Yeah. It might have been easier for you just to say go down the traditional nine to five office job, traditional route <laughs> with relocating your kids here and things. Yeah. But art, art has always been a big priority, clearly for you. Of course. Yeah. It is the big uh, drive for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I tried to do other things earlier in my life, mm-hmm. and it didn't help. Because it, the create, creativity is a big instinct. If I suppress it, I be, become sick. I, okay. I had it yes. in the past. Really? You got so, ill from trying to suppress it for, yeah. from outside pressures or pressure on yourself? Well... Because you didn't believe in yourself? or the, uh, it, it, it was the perceptions. Okay. Uh, the perceptions of the society. What should... Uh, married woman with two children do mm-hmm. so being the good girl i will do whatever i have to perfectly okay. that kind of mindset I I then yeah. then i became uh, so realistic playing a, you mean playing a role yeah yeah okay. and i wasn't aware that i was playing a role okay then uh, then i had thyroid cancer yeah, thyroid cancer is, of course, when you hear cancer, you you think it's the end of the world. Yes, yes, I thought it was the end of the world. and But along the way, we learned that it is the most curable okay. version okay. Uh, of the cancer family. <laughs> if you put it that way, yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so... Uh, luckily, I got over it, okay. and of course, it's it's left a huge mark on my life. Yes, yeah. At that time, I had two babies, one newborn. Okay. The other one was old. My son was less than two years old. Okay. Uh, I was diagnosed, and then had the um, operation, and mm-hmm. then I was treated. The treatment contains uh, quite a bit of radioactive uh, chemicals. Was so it radiotherapy you it, had? It, no, it's not radiotherapy. It is, um, I know it's in Turkish, but it's hard to <laughs> Just describe. Just like in Turkish. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I, I had the, uh, the radioactive tre- pills, okay. which will only uh, stick together with the... Uh, thyroid cells right okay uh, so if there is any uh, cancer thyroid cell left that would be killed that's the logic mm-hmm. of the treatment so 
I became radioactive, of course. <laughs> so I had to... Forget about COVID, yeah. you were radioactive. Yeah, I had to isolate. Course, yes, yes. Because I had two babies two in babies the house. Two babies who had, yes, who would be, yeah, would be extremely at risk. So I stayed in, in another, in my mom's summer house, mm -hmm. myself, like five weeks okay. away from my children. Uh -huh. So I... I guess it was the most hardcore isolation yes. I lived. <laughs> so, so I recovered that time just painting. Mm -hmm. uh. And then it became something essential in my life. Yeah, it's hard. I mean, I'm just trying to put what you've said to me, summarize in words, just for myself, because I'm, I'm slow at interpreting these sort of things sometimes. but. Therapy, but it's not just therapy. It's it's something you, as you say, it's it it is you. And yeah. if you're not, and if you're not being you, you'd have had no chance of getting better. Of course. It would have, it would have hindered it. That's yeah. Interesting. We 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 need to understand our purpose in life, mm -hmm. and yes. then fulfill that. Otherwise, yes. our body, our soul, mm. they they just yep. give different signs mm. to warn us. Yeah, and the problem is we things like you're saying about Eckhart Tolle and some of these other uh, gurus who understand these things is mm -hmm. that as humans, because of fear and um, lack of confidence, we put these barriers and we resist. We resist our yeah. journey yeah. for other reasons, society reasons, as you say, fulfilling this, uh, fulfilling a mother, the idea of what a mother means to a certain yeah. society. Yeah. But yeah, I feel that myself, that if I'm not, I get confused sometimes and you sometimes think, is that the right move? Because... How would I survive financially or whatever? Yeah. But yeah, putting resistance and barriers is, is in, 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 in the way of a train mm -hmm. means that train can't get to Waterloo and there's going to be problems. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Recently, what I learned, and I'm trying to digest that knowledge still, there is no uh, such thing uh, called security in real world interesting yeah and i think we're all learning there, a bit about that at the yeah, moment there is there is nothing we can call secure totally okay, yeah. there is no security and in the name of security we compromise so much from our life if there's ever a time that we know that things are not secure is this during this this sort of period of, of the coronavirus yeah and as an artist as well no exhibitions. Suddenly you've, you've got exhibitions planned and things. You've adapted. Yeah. But did that scare you, having to adapt? Of course it scared me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but the thing is, I learned not to run away when I'm scared. I learned just to acknowledge that I'm scared. Try to do my best mm -hmm. knowing that I'm scared. Okay. So... If we can accept whatever it is, mm -hmm. what what the reality of this moment is, and then move forward with our best, well, that's the best we can do anyway. Yeah. Okay. And I'm going to just change things slightly. So talking <laughs> about reality, and I'm talking about the reality before coronavirus and the lockdowns. What do you miss about Istanbul compared to London? Uh, decent coffee? Well, we've got decent coffee in London now. Well, <laughs> no food is uh, just uh, something to miss here. We, we can find everything Yeah, in we London. can. Everything, yes. Everything. Yeah, there's lots of t opportunities to eat Turkish yeah, food it, in London, it is, for example. It is not that. But I, I miss the feeling. I the miss feeling. the feeling that I know what to do. 
Okay. I know how to do uh, when something urgent happens. I see. But you just know that you know. Yeah. What, what other circumstance comes yeah. up? Okay. That that confidence. Mm -hmm. uh, I miss that feeling. Because have you got family in, in London? I have several friends. So friends, okay. Who relocated so many years ago, mm -hmm. and I have a couple of uh, family members as well. Okay. So. I wasn't just mm -hmm. in the middle of nowhere mm -hmm. by myself. Mm -hmm. I, I started my new life being able to hold a couple of hands. <laughs> well, that's, that's nice. That's yes. a privilege, yes. of course. Yeah. Okay. What else do I want to ask you then? I'm just delving into my notes here. What's your next project? What's coming up? The book, the video of 365 video. pictures. Okay. And video will include uh, other people who joined me uh, posting their drawings using my hashtags as well and uh, the exhibition i will create a limited edition fine art prints with, mm -hmm. with selected ones and then of course i will keep on painting and drawing <laughs> of course well yes we, you, you've, you've got to stay healthy yeah and and i plan to share this uh, with other people as well, with workshops. Okay, oh, interesting. Okay, so watch this space for workshops as well. So your children then, yeah. obviously, are not quite so children now. They're young adults, yeah, and yeah. so they're making their way in the world with studies. Do you think they're staying in London or the UK? Or how, how what to look forward five years' time? I mean, yeah. I know you'll be doing art, I guess. Yeah. They will find their own ways. They are mm -hmm. very opinionated. How do you say the word? Open-minded. 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 They have their own uh, point of view about everything. Okay. And that was the intention, mm -hmm. uh, giving them the chance to become their own selves okay. without too much pressure. Mm -hmm. And yeah. And have they thrived in, they in, did. in, in London? They did. Of course, we all language, suffered course, in, in the beginning. Begin yeah, yeah, language challenge. I mean, I guess they probably must have had some English before, did they? Yeah, they used to uh, uh, study in a school which was giving quite a bit of English education. Okay. They, they used to study uh, maths and sciences in English as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, a different type of education uh, way in Turkey. Okay. Uh, whoever has the chance, they uh, they send the, their children to mm -hmm. uh, those schools with uh, mm -hmm. language dif different uh, language mm -hmm. education. Mm -hmm. uh, they used to go to that kind of school, but it's it's different. Uh, they were able to read the books, uh, understand the lessons, but it took some time to have friends and okay. connect with. Uh, their peers, okay. literally. Mm. I remember my son coming back from school and telling me, Mom, this is a great day today. Okay. Oh, okay, great. What happened? It's not raining. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's another part. Uh, he said, I understood their jokes. Oh, nice. And I made wow. a joke and everybody laughed. Oh, I fantastic. said, wow, and I turned my back and I said, oh my God, what have I done to my children? <laughs> you know? Of course, we had that kind of days.
quite mm-hmm. a bit. Uh, adaptation is not an easy thing. Yeah, but he survived. Okay. <laughs> and I guess they probably are different to you in the sense that you say what you miss about Istanbul or, or, or Turkey is that feeling that you know you can deal with unexpected things because you know how things yeah. work in, you know, in much more detail and where to go or how to... But I guess they probably don't have that because they've, they've, they've become adults or becoming yeah. adults yeah. here, so they yeah. know how things work. Yes, indeed. So that's the, the, their they, experience they is probably di- is they, they, you know, they've got childhood memories. Yeah. But they but they've also been teenagers here. Yes, mm-hmm. and it's a big difference. Mm-hmm. It's a big difference, and yeah, they are happy. They had the chance to follow their dreams. That's a big thing in life. Yeah. Big luxury. Yeah. We are so grateful to be able to do that. So, yeah, it's going well. So if people want to find out more about you, your art, your story, can you just share with people how they can find you online, your website, sure. Instagram and sure. stuff I'm, like that? Yeah, I'm very online. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, my website is my name, uh, esrakizirgökcen.com. Okay. Maybe... You Just don't get me to say that again. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I I never realized it would be we'll challenging. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's my brand, my name. Yes. Okay. So, uh, and on Instagram I have two profiles. My main profile is EKG underscore art underscore studio. Okay. There's another profile designated for 365 drawings. Yes. So it is EKG underscore 365 drawings. Okay. And yeah, with my name, they can Google me and find... Brilliant. No, I'd, I'd really endorse taking a look at that because that, that must have occupied half an hour of my time this morning just flicking through your pictures and, oh, and looking at them. You. And, re- you know, and there's some really nice detail with it about what was inspiring that particular piece on that particular day. Uh. Well, I think we'll wrap things up there. That just leaves me to, to thank you, Ezra. And yeah, I'm looking forward to maybe having another quick guide to tour some of your art that's in the studio here. Sure, I'd love to. That's all to. right. Brilliant. <laughs> Thanks so much. Thank you. Big hug to Ezra for sharing so much. And if you want to find out more about her art and some of the things we've talked about, please visit the show's website for the episode's show notes at mariussidetrips.com. That's M A R R. I-O-T-T-S-Sidetrips.com Also, if you'd like to travel better post-lockdown, just sign up to my newsletter through my website and you'll receive a free ebook, Central Checklist for the Modern Day Traveller. Talking of newsletters, please sign up to Ezra's too, where you'll be able to receive further details about her exhibition for her 365 days drawing challenge as soon as she releases them. And since we recorded the episode, the exhibition has progressed and the dates and venue are changing. Her website is ezrakazirgotchan.com. Best to check the show notes for a link to Ezra's site, as I'm still having problems pronouncing her surname, as you can tell. I'm hoping return for some more of my London side trips, as I've still got some fantastic people to share with you. And the food thing continues to remain strong. To come, there's a landlord in my local pub and we talk real ale and fish and chips, amongst other things, as well as Peruvian brother and sister street food team. Thanks for listening, and see you soon.